Sophie. What you reading there? Hey, Daddy. I'm reading a book about famous doctors. Famous doctors, eh? Well, I know a thing or two about famous doctors. Sure, like Sir Alex Fleming. He discovered penicillin. Hmm, not ringing a bell, sweetie. Is there anything about Dr. Seuss in there? A writer for the classics? Nope. But there is Mr. Doctor Daniel Williams. He was the first to perform an open heart surgery. Hmm. Don't know that one either, honey. How about Doctor Dre? Man, that guy could drop a wicked beat. No, Daddy, he's not in it. Doctor Doolittle? No, Daddy. How about Doctor Doogie Howser? Not him either. How about Doctor Who? That guy lived in a telephone booth. A big no. How about Doctor Payroll? Brent Weiss. Oh yeah, he's here on page twenty-three, and he's a payroll and HR expert. Well, of course he is. And guess what? We're talking with him on today's episode. This is the Insights at Work podcast. Code blue. Code blue. Doctor Payroll. Paging Doctor Payroll. We've got a T2200 and ROE emergency. Doctor Payroll to the executive boardroom, please. Let's dive in. Jeff Livingston, and this is Insights at Work, the payroll and HR podcast that looks at what's happening in the HR and payroll world, takes your questions, and studies the research to help you move forward. It's prepared by payroll and HR experts for payroll and HR experts. Joining us today for his second appearance on the Insights at Work podcast is Brent Weiss. As Senior Director of Product Management, Brent leads the Data Cloud People Analytics and Benchmarking Team here at ADP. Brent has a PhD in Social Personality Psychology from the University of Massachusetts. And well, since I don't personally know anyone else in our payroll field with a PhD, I call him Dr. Payroll. Welcome back, Dr. Payroll. Brent Weiss. Thanks for having me again, Jeff. Brent, like so many other doctors that I know, do you leverage that doctor payroll title when making dinner reservations? <laughs> you know, that sounds like an interesting angle that I could play sometime. Uh, but they, they do have this thing called the internet. And nowadays you can go ahead and make reservations online without talking to somebody else. So uh, I'll have to keep that idea in my back pocket. You're always at the leading edge of technology, Brent. <laughs> so Brent, I referenced how the entire music industry changed and how we interacted with it when MTV introduced music videos. We've just undergone and are continuing to undergo this massive shift where in order to compete, the payroll and HR professional now needs better data, better insights, and better tools. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I, I don't have to tell you how, how unique these times are. I've never seen anything like what employers and employees everywhere are experiencing. Workers are deciding to just up and leave for new roles and totally new industries. Employers feel like they have to offer signing bonuses, unprecedented perks, and all the while needing to ensure their workforce is stable and not divided. Uh, moving forward, not only are HR and payroll professionals gonna need to know the details of what's happening in their own workforce, but they'll need to know what's happening in their competitors' workforce and the industry in general. 
So Brent, is the answer better data? And if so, what's the data that we need? Where do we go to find it? And how do we pull it and share it in a meaningful way that's going to allow us to tell a story and build a better business case to support those business decisions? So I, I think it's first important to look at the challenges with the data that, that payroll and HR professionals typically encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. About eight months ago, we held a large webinar for about 600 of our large enterprise organizations. And we asked them, what kind of challenges do you face in obtaining and using data as an organization? And, and the results, well, number one uh, was the need to really know what to focus on. Many users don't even know where to get started. So really, rather than getting all bogged down in the details of what data you need, I really recommend starting with the business problem you're trying to solve. For example, are you trying to ma manage your turnover? You're trying to manage your costs? You, you want to optimize your recruiting or you're driving your diversity? Uh, these business problems are the business case, right? As you say, you want to manage the turnover, you introduce the analytics to understand the turnover, the root causes, you take those actions. Now, all of a sudden, you can set those goals. I'm going to reduce my turnover by X percent or I'm going to improve my diversity by Y percent. So um, the analytics themselves have a natural built-in kind of ROI calculator because as you're um, you know, measuring your turnover, uh, and then and then you're taking that action to improve it. You're just going back to that same metric that's measuring it to tell you whether or not you're seeing that improvement over time. Uh, a second major area of, of concern to clients is to be comfortable enough to know that the data they are pulling is accurate and that they can trust it. Um, and so when you're getting into the nuts and bolts of, of how you're measuring a certain metric and what data is needed, really making sure that it's accurate and that people can trust it. Um, so, so ultimately, uh, again, I would just say start with the business goal, try to think about what you're going to do that will improve your business, and then you can kind of work down into those details of the data I need and, and, and how to calculate it and making sure everything's accurate. So, Brent, it's a great overview of the challenges that we're facing when we're looking forward, working with the data of our own organization. But given that today we're talking about the great resignation, we're talking about retaining staff and being able to put together a compelling offer for new candidates, what's the external HR and payroll data that we need to be able to capture, analyze, and work with? Sure. Uh, with, with HR data, you can measure things like your, your overall turnover rate, um, turnover rates across different parts of your business, the new hire turnover, et cetera. And so analytics across these areas are going to give you a clear sense of where you're having retention challenges, right? This will allow you to, to focus and improve on those specific areas. And so using, using payroll data as another example to know what kind of competitive wages are in the market and, and being able to, to match that as an employer or ideally lead that in compensation is a very important uh, data point for retention. Um, and, and, and since since this audience here is primarily a, a payroll audience, let's let's talk about specifically the kinds of payroll analytics that that payroll professionals are, are typically looking for, right? Like uh, focusing on KPIs like um, the cost per pay slip, uh, the percentage of accuracy on your payroll runs, 
Um, and if you're global, even understanding the, the paychecks uh, produced by, by country, things like that, just helping to understand what it's costing you to run your payroll. Uh, you know, another layer of analytics is focused on improving the day-to-day -day of your payroll process, understanding um, you know, things like uh, variance checks, uh, as, as well as uh, payroll quality automations. Um, you know, those, those are, are really critical sort of data points for our payroll professionals from an analytics and reporting standpoint as well. And then the last piece is sometimes the payroll professionals get involved in strategic reports. So, you know, giving, giving back to the business, uh, reports around the overtime costs, the bonuses paid, um, average cost per employee, right? Those are typically delivered back to, to business leaders and finance professionals. So, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm painting a picture that there's really quite a lot you can do with HRS and payroll data. Um, it's really just a matter of, of focusing in on, on your responsibilities as well as where you can add value to the business. So, Brent, you paint this great picture about what we can look at internally when we're analyzing, you know, our workforce and our budgets and and uh, finding accurate information that way. And I know what I'm really excited to hear from you today is why is that so important and what's available out there externally? Because there's so many questionable sources that HR and payroll professionals can go to externally out there in the marketplace where can they go to for accurate data? Jeff, I, I thought you'd never ask. Um, it takes what, me a what, while to get there. <laughs> well, what if I told you there was an organization out there with massive amounts of people data, the exact type of data that we've been talking about here today, uh, a group that specializes in processing massive volumes of data. I'll just give you a spoiler alert, it's, it's ADP. Right. When when you use that ADP technology, the data that you're that you're using off of those HRIS systems, those payroll systems, those automatically flow into the data cloud analytics environment. And so a lot of these metrics that we're talking about, those are available turnkey. Uh, they're, they're just right there. They're pre-calculated, leveraging the data that you put directly into your system. And, and we also have things like data quality dashboards to measure uh, the quality of your data to proactively notify you whether or not you have some, some underlying issues with your data that's going to undermine the accuracy of the analytics. And so really, that's, that's kind of the, the core the uh, value that we provide to our customers. Now, in addition to that, because we do have a lot of customers, uh, we, we combine all of our customers' data into industry benchmarks. And so not only are we able to, you know, take your data and calculate it and show you how well you're running a process or how well you're controlling your costs and if that's getting better over time, we can also layer on what's happening in the industry more broadly and give you that comparative context of how you're stacking up against the competition. Are you running more efficient processes? Are you paying people better than your competitors? Things like that. And so we think that that's really um, you know, a key combination of giving you uh, extra value out of the data that you're normally providing into your systems uh, and then and then also providing that outside in view for additional context of how well you are doing relative to what's really possible. So that's a great example of benchmarking where you're looking internally and you're looking externally. Can you give me another real life example of where benchmarking really helps the payroll professional? Sure, sure. Um, well, let me give you a, an example of, of turnover benchmarking, right? Let's Let's just say hypothetically that a client has a 30% turnover. There are 1,300 
employee organization across 200 locations. So um, we, we look at an ADP benchmark for, for the, a company of that size and in that industry. And the benchmark says that 20% is a more standard turnover rate number. So right away, you know, you're you know, higher than your industry peers and turnover. Um, and that about a 10% re reduction is, is really sort of the goal there. And so um, the, the benchmark gives you that, that outside context to say, you know, yeah, that's correct. That 30% is too high. And here's, the, here's a number that you would want to strive for. And so once you have that, you now have a goal that you're working towards. You know what's possible because you can see your competitors doing that and achieving those outcomes. So, so now how do you do that? And you use those analytics, like I mentioned earlier, to figure out, well, where are we losing those people? And, and we're going to target those. We're going to look at the root causes. We're going to work with management to really sort of drive those improvements. And then we can monitor that turnover rate over time and see whether or not we're successful in our efforts. Awesome. Now, what about when we're hiring and we don't know, hey, is our salary even competitive or is the candidate telling us, you know what, I'm getting this salary. I'm being offered this out there in the marketplace and you're not competitive. You need to up your game. What is there a way? Is there a tool that the payroll professional can be looking at to be like, you know what, Mr. Candidate or Mrs. Candidate, you're right. Let me see. Like, here's the data on my end. Yep. Absolutely. So we have, um, you know, several compensation tools, but the one that I'll mention is, is a tool called the Annual Compensation Explorer, where you can just look up a single job. And in, in your example, right, I would say that um, they were a little bit too late. You, you're now in a reactive position of, you know, making offers to candidates and then basically declining your offers to tell you that you're not competitive. And so what we do with our uh, some of our annual compensation benchmarks is we embed those directly into the recruiting workflow. So as a recruiter is opening the job requisition, we start to share what we think is the fair competitive uh, pay for that specific job in that location so that right away before you even start collecting resumes, you know that you're where your target range is relative to the, the market benchmark. And so you'll know whether or not you are going out there with a fair competitive offer. And if you're not, you're going to have to start thinking about all those other ancillary benefits and perks that you're going to offer your uh, to your new employees in order to really make it an attractive place for them to want to come. Awesome. Now, we know that DEI is also it's such a strong focus now. Are there any benchmarking examples that we can pull that's going to give that HR and profession, uh, HR and payroll professional that leg up on their competitor and provide even more insights into their own workforce? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, DEI is something that's very important to us as an organization. We've started investing in diversity and pay equity analytics uh, years ago, and we've got an inclusion tool coming up through the voice of the employee uh, in the summertime of this year. And so, you know, really what we've been doing is offering a, a, an experience for our customers to see uh, how they're doing on diversity, uh, you know, both with gender and ethnicity in the US. Um, but we're, we're, we've been sort of, you know, giving them an opportunity to understand representation at the organizational level, understand the representation across the leadership levels, uh, as well as then getting into the nuts and bolts of, of where 
representation as highest versus lowest, uh, all with the goal of really driving that, that change. Um, and just like uh, that example I gave you earlier with the with the turnover and the benchmark, we offer diversity benchmarks as well. So it's a it's a great outside in kind of view. Um, you know, hey, we don't have a lot of females as part of our workforce, but you know we're we're in manufacturing and it's heavily male dominated. Well, look, let's look at that benchmark. Let's look at those peers that you have and see what is really possible. And and then let's try to exceed possible and let's lead. And with in this in this category for our industry, and so that's really the value of those benchmarks that complement the the um, you know dashboard itself. So you kind of see where you're at, see if you're improving over time, and you can kind of see what's possible relative to what some of your other peers are achieving. Uh, the, you know, the last thing I was just going to say is that we're really proud of that because we've we've got that we've released those features you know uh, about a year year and a half ago now, and so we've been tracking and trending the success that our customers have been having, and we've got over a thousand users using those tools I just mentioned, and we've been seeing a lot of positive improvement. The diversity of the organizations are going up and the pay equity adjustments are happening uh, to the tune of over a billion dollars collectively that, you know, companies have made uh, to, to make pay equity adjustments uh, as a direct result of using our tool. So that's one that we're really proud of. And, and we hope we can continue to, to, you know, make a difference in this way for not only our customers, but for, for society as a whole. Yeah, I know on both sides of the border in the U S and in Canada, I know ADP, we have such a focus on DEI. We have such a focus on pay equity. And we, you know, we put those surveys out into the marketplace. So on both sides of the border, the mainstream media are always covering, you know, what our insights are and our data shows for pay equity. So definitely it's something that we're super, super proud of. Brent, what's the biggest thing in the technology pipeline right now for the payroll and HR professional? Sure. Um, so uh good question here um you know we 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 just released what's called the talent market insights and so what that is geared towards doing is helping with recruiting we know that it's a tight labor market and we know that people have to get creative in the way that they can recruit talent and so what we've done is we've offered a skills-based tool that will allow people to creatively expand the labor pools that um, you know that that meet the requirements of the skills capabilities they're looking to add to their organizations, and they can um, you know find new ways to to, to locate that talent, uh, understand the price points at which those people come in, so they can sort of think about the trade-offs of you know, what it's going to cost them to bring in those skills and capabilities into the organization. So I know we haven't released that to Canada yet. Uh, that's actually on our development uh, slate to be coming out in the summer. So we're looking forward to being able to provide that tool to our Canadian customers real soon. Well, I know they're looking forward to seeing it. Brent, it has been just an absolute pleasure having you on this special edition of the Insights at Work podcast. Is there anything impactful that we haven't covered that you'd like to share? I, I think we covered it, Jeff. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. All right, great. So now before we wrap up, we always ask, ask our guests for their list of their first and favorites. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Brent Weiss, Dr. Payroll. What was the first job you had? Oh, first job I had. I was a general laborer in an airplane factory. I, I grew up blue collar. 
What was the first concert that you ever attended? Uh, how about I give you my most memorable concert? That Lay one on sticks me. with me a little bit more. It was uh, Jack Johnson in uh, uh, on the Delaware River in Camden, just outside of Philadelphia. Um, it was a beautiful concert. We were outside, and it was just a, a great time. Awesome. Brent, what's your favorite piece of advice that you'd give to the young professional just starting out? Oh, I love this one. Uh, listen, I think for anybody who's just starting out, you, you got to just find a way to get your foot in the door, right? Just be useful. Ask anybody, everybody who's in charge, how can I help, right? How can I add value? Uh, build that credibility and then get ready for that next opportunity. Awesome. Well, what a great way to wrap up this special edition podcast. I've taken so many notes and it's just really, once again, it's always such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for coming on the Insights at Work podcast, Dr. Brent Weiss. Great. Likewise. It's a lot of fun. You, uh, right. you bring you bring a great, great flair and you, you make it you make it fun. So thanks, oh, John. And with that, it looks like we've run out of racetrack. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and colleagues so they can benefit from it as well. If you find the Insights at Work podcast worthy, please go on to iTunes and give us a cool rating with a nice review. We certainly appreciate it. And if there's something that you would like me to discuss around this big world of HR and all things business, give me a shout. You know how to reach me on social media or through LinkedIn. In the meantime, stay healthy and be kind. We'll see you soon on the next episode of the Insights at Work podcast.